0: This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. TGIF Scoop Podcast faithful this Friday night, the 24th of August, brings you Scoop Podcast episode 169. We'll catch up with Alex Kirilov, Twins Top Minor Leaguer, Later in the podcast, also Peter Udoibach, who is a Gopher football commit. He is a senior wide receiver from Creighton-Darham Hall. Plus, I've got some Wolves notes, some Gophers notes, and other happenings. Let's, in fact, start with the Wolves. I always... Do want to thank the sponsors of the Scoop Podcast, Vivid Seats, and a new sponsor, Skyline Specs. I'll tell you about Skyline Specs and Vivid Seats later in the podcast. But we start with Wolves notes. I don't believe these three tidbits, albeit tiny tidbits, but I don't believe these tiny tidbits are out there. Peter Patton, former Wolves shooting coach, has landed the same job with the Dallas Mavericks. He was Lecco, He was among. A handful of Wolves employees, front office slash coaches, let go in May. He lands on his feet. Peter Patton to the Dallas Mavericks. I am told the Mavericks actually did not seek out any information on Peter from the Wolves. They got all they needed to get from Chip England, who is the shooting guru of the San Antonio Spurs. Chip is highly, 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 highly thought of in NBA circles. So his opinion carries a ton of weight. He thinks the world of Peter Patton, that is all the Dallas Mavericks needed to hear to hire Peter Patton as their shooting coach. Vince LaGarza, Carl Anthony Towns' buddy. Maybe the coach, he was closest to the last couple years, even though Vince was just a developmental coach, not even officially an assistant coach. By the way, on that front, I still expect John Lucas III to be elevated, taking the Rick Brunson spot, but nothing official on the Wolves front. But anyway, Vince LaGarza, I am told, will end up landing with the Utah Jazz in some capacity. Also, Wes Bone, who was in the Wolves' video department, expected to land with the Milwaukee Bucks. Gorgie Jang is a mensch for everything that he does for his home country of Senegal. Just this week, donating all sorts of equipment to a children's hospital in Senegal. He signed that life-changing four-year, $63 million deal What a year, year and a half ago, that life-changing money is going toward good causes. Gorgie Jang does so much for his home country of Senegal. So, kudos to you, Gorgie Jang. Also, Gorgie is on the roster to play for Senegal in the FIBA World Cup qualifier mid-September. I am told he is likely to play, but he is not 100% committed to playing just yet. Although, again, he is on the roster for Senegal, but the issue is it's not like these games are in the United States in the Twin Cities, you know, where it's conveniently located. So he would play these games that weekend, the weekend of September 15th, then boom, snap of the fingers, it is time for training camp. So do you want to go through that grueling travel, you know, the meat grinder that is those games and all of a sudden need to ramp up for training camp? But indications right now lean toward Gorgie Jang playing, for Senegal Bleacher Report has a new report out Eric Pincus who's great at what he does I like Eric he's now doing some NBA TV work I've known Eric through social media circles for a while really enjoy Eric's work he reported on Friday on Bleacher Report's website that he hears from somebody close to Jimmy Butler that Jimmy is very open to joining LeBron James and the LA Lakers next summer so let's say the Lakers swing and miss on Kawhi Leonard or maybe they end up with Kawhi Leonard they have all these one-year deals, so they might be able to create two max openings, and maybe they go after Kawhi and Jimmy Butler, or maybe Kawhi ends up with the Clippers. Who knows? Maybe Kawhi likes it in Toronto, re-signs with Toronto. I wouldn't bet on that. I still think Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers makes all sorts of sense next summer. But regardless, Eric Pincus, through his sources, somebody close to Jimmy, source, I think it's more singular, not plural, but indicates that Jimmy is very, very open to playing for the Lakers. We do know he spends a lot of time, he either rents or owns, I don't know if he owns the house in the L.A. area, but he spends a lot of time in the offseason in the Los Angeles area. So something to keep an eye on. Actually, here's the deal. For the next nine months, you will hear all sorts of stories about Jimmy Butler going to you name the team. About half the league, not the Wolves, but about half the league next summer will have really good cap space. So you will hear all sorts of stories, rumors, over the next handful of months, six, seven, eight, nine months, about Jimmy Butler going to the Knicks, Jimmy Butler going to the Nets, Jimmy Butler going to the Lakers. Here's what I can tell you. As of now, as of August 24th, as I record this podcast, episode 169 of the Scoop podcast, Jimmy Butler has not told Tom Thibodeau that he plans on leaving. Now, we know he turned down four years, $110 million on the extension. That was logical because he can make so much more money next summer so if you're tibbs you have the closest relationship imaginable with jimmy with jimmy's agent bernie lee if you're tibbs i get it where tibbs is coming from he feels like hey we can pay jimmy 50 million dollars more than anyone else i am closest with him why would i trade him right now when he hasn't given me any indication that he is going elsewhere but i'm just telling you be prepared this is not the first story volunteering information that jimmy Is open-minded that he likely will end up elsewhere next summer. So this is just another, and there will be another, I'm telling you, in a short amount of time. Carl Anthony Towns, I am led to believe, is still expected to sign his five-year max extension. The deadline is still about six weeks away. It is interesting that he continues to wait. What sort of statement is he making by waiting? I mean, that would be a fun talk radio topic. We could dive into that next time I'm on 1500 ESPN filling in. But I can just tell you the expectation still is he is not turning down that life-changing money. That Carl Anthony Towns eventually, maybe it's five and a half weeks from now. Maybe it's the night before the deadline. Maybe it's a minute before the deadline. But I'm telling you, I'm led to believe that Carl Anthony Towns still plans on signing his five-year max extension. The Joe Kim Noah wait continues, although I've heard from some agents who are led to believe that the Wolves are still open-minded to adding a wing. But nothing going on on the Sean Kilpatrick front, the Nick Young front, the Corey Brewer front. I've been saying for weeks, Corey Brewer would sign here today if the Wolves made him a minimum offer. But it doesn't look like the Wolves will be doing that, even though he was one of about 45 free agents they reached out on on July 1st or over those first handful of days of free agency. Also, John Jenkins, Brandon Paul, Marcus Georges Hunt. It doesn't look like the Wolves will bring back George's Humphrey is still available. He actually worked out recently for the Denver Nuggets. If you're heading to the fair, Tom Thibodeau doing something Monday afternoon at the Wolves booth. Also, I know Tibbs is doing some different things. I know he had lunch with Jerry Zagoda the other day. He's doing something with some other media members in early September. So Tibbs back here in town. He's been in town most of the offseason. But Tibbs getting out and about a little bit more than in past years, although he did something at the State Fair last year. That I do know. So Tom Thibodeau at the State Fair on Monday. I've been asked about Glenn Taylor, that Glenn wasn't at Lindsey Whalen's final home game last weekend, the celebration of Lindsey Whalen. Here's what I can tell you. Glenn thinks the world of Lindsey. Glenn loves, emphasis on loves, the Lynx. Glenn not being there wasn't by design. I don't know specifically what is going on with Glenn, Heck, it's his own personal deal, right? I mean, we don't need to know everything about Glenn Taylor's personal life. But to rip, I saw some tweets ripping Glenn Taylor. I saw some Facebook posts ripping Glenn Taylor for not being at Lindsey Whalen's final game, that celebration, the send-off. I can just tell you, Glenn, if everything was ideal, perfect, he would have been there. So there is no reason to rip Glenn. No need to go at Glenn. Hopefully Glenn is doing okay. All right, let's get to Peter Udoybach, future Gopher's football wide receiver. But first, let me tell you about vivid seats. The Vikings have their home opener coming up against the San Francisco 49ers. It's the regular season opener Sunday, September 9th. Then a couple weeks later, it's Denny Green going into the Ring of Honor, September, what would that be? 23rd against the Buffalo Bills. The Vikings should have a special season. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. They are your spot to get to U.S. Bank Stadium to see the Vikings, and you have an exclusive offer. Scoop listeners should go to vividseats.com or download the app and enter promo code SCOOP, SCOOP for 10% off your first ticket order. New customers only. The offer is valid through the end of August, so you only have a few more days to go. VividSeats.com, promo code DOOGIE for 10% off your first order. Go to VividSeats.com for your Vikings ticket needs. Being at U.S. Bank Stadium during what could be a very special season would be ideal. If you follow the Vikings at all, casually, passionately, Get to U.S. Bank Stadium this season. If you haven't been to U.S. Bank Stadium, I know a lot of people who haven't been to U.S. Bank Stadium. Here's your chance to get to U.S. Bank Stadium at not a ridiculous price. It is VividSeats, VividSeats.com. All right, let's get to Peter Udoibach. Creighton Darrell Mahal, wide receiver, three-star recruit. He committed to the Gophers just a couple weeks ago. He is now among over 20 players in the Gophers recruiting class of 2019. How are things going so far?
1: Uh, things are pretty well. Uh, team's looking pretty good. Obviously, there's going to be little things you got to fix, but pretty well. And I would presume that you've been working hard all
0: summer. So really, with the start of practice on Monday, it's really a continuation of all the hard work you've put in all
1: summer. I've been looking very forward to this, just itching to get on back on the field. How high are expectations this year? I want to go back to the bank and hopefully win it, so... The
0: way last year ended, you guys losing the Minnetonka. How much does that motivate you? How much does it motivate the team?
1: It hurts. So just building off that pain, make sure I don't feel it again. Just makes me want to crush, I guess, that team even more, and hopefully win a championship.
0: How many guys do you guys have back? I mean, is it is it a good mix of guys that are back from last year's team and some new guys?
1: We yeah, it's a good mix. We got a both our running backs are back, QB, uh, most are our linemen, but obviously there's new people coming in.
0: Your role change at all this year being being a senior and being a leader now?
1: Obviously as a senior you to have to be a leader, but yeah, I think so. What kind of leader are you? More of someone to look up to. I'm not really I'm not gonna push you if you don't want to put in the work. Like you gotta wanna do it and that'll really push you. But yeah.
0: Do you have some individual goals for this year? I saw your numbers last year with three touchdown catches, twenty one something, you know, catches. I mean, do you have some individual goals for this year?
1: Hopefully, or yeah, one of my goals would be to get you know somewhere around a 1,000 yards and beat out the number for touchdowns I did last year, so just kind of keep going up the stairs from last year. Do you feel like you have it in you to produce those sorts of numbers? For sure, yeah, I believe. I've trained hard enough to make sure I can do it.
0: How much better are you? I mean, even looking back at last year, how much better of a player are you this year compared to the player you were last
1: year? Uh, I've definitely gotten stronger and faster, so that's also something I can build off of, and... Just cleaning up my routes and perfecting my craft. What are you about six four, and how much do you weigh? Six four, two hundred. Okay, and then what were you last year?
0: I mean, are you still growing? Even are your growth plates still open?
1: I still got still got a couple you know a couple more inches left in me. But last year I was like six, three, 190, So I've grown.
0: Take us through the the commitment to the Gophers. I mean, they offered, and you committed pretty much what right on the spot.
1: It was it was exciting. I mean, who doesn't want to play for the hometown school? It's like 10 minutes away from my house, so pretty much all my friends and family can come visit. So they are excited, and it's just its a great facility, great coaches, great place to be at. What was it like when you
0: broke the news? Was it to Coach Simon, Coach Fleck? What was it like when you told the coaches that, hey, I want to be a gopher?
1: Fleck, he was pretty excited. He was the one who kind of sat me down, and then I was like, I, I want to be a gopher, and stood up, and pretty he was pretty excited. Yeah, and then what about your position, coach, Coach Simon? Coach Simon kind of knew where I was at with the Gophers and that that was kind of a place I wanted to be. But once, you know, it was kind of set in stone that I wanted to be there, he was pretty excited.
0: Do you have position flexibility or are you just strictly a wide receiver? Wide receiver. So there's no talk of, you know, I don't know, defensive end if you put on some weight or something like that?
1: They told me primarily I'll be the outside receiver. So I don't think anything would really change.
0: Take us through your summer. I mean, did you go to one of their camps, and that's when Interest picked up?
1: Uh, well, I was kind of always in contact with them, and then they told me to come to their first camp. And I was like, well, i got to prove like that I could play at this place, so I worked my butt off. And so when you worked your butt off, I mean, you performed very well at that camp, and that's what led to the offer eventually? I believe so. I believe I was one of the top guys that was there. So had a meeting with him after, and he said he wanted to get to know me and that he'd be in contact.
0: Have you gotten to know some of your future teammates, whether it's Cole Kramer from Eden Prairie or the running back from Owatonna?
1: Uh, I've gotten to know Cole and Jason, and then the other commits, we have a group chat on Snapchat, so we're always texting each other once in a while. They're all a great group of guys. What are you guys texting about normally? Just kind of what we're doing in the day, the work we're putting in, how excited we are, stuff like that.
0: Do you have any plans, you know, if it's January, to,
1: to graduate high school early and join the Gophers early? I'm hoping that's one of the things I could do. Uh, I still got to talk with, you know, guidance counselors and all that to see if I can get it done. But, yeah, if I can, I'll do it. But you also play basketball? Yeah. If I don't graduate early, I'll play basketball. But
0: Is that the challenging part of the decision, whether to go to college early or, or get to play
1: your, your last year of high school basketball? Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. Football's always kind of been my favorite sport. So, if something intervenes with me wanting to go further, I'm definitely going to just have to cut it out and play football. But, I'll definitely miss basketball a little bit, just like the team and Coach Klein. but football's where I want to be.
0: Take us through what kind of receiver you are. I mean, are you you a physical blocker? Are you one that can stretch the field? I mean, if you had to write a scouting report about the receiver that you are, what would it say?
1: Uh, One that can definitely stretch the field, Uh, definitely that's able to high point the ball at any point, Uh, has speed and the ability to just be smooth, I guess. Where can you get better? Definitely my cuts and getting out in and out of breaks, stuff like that, pretty much.
0: Gophers football commitment wide receiver from Creighton Darham Hall 2019 Gophers football commit. So he's a senior at Creighton Darham Hall, Peter Udoibach. I caught up with him at the end of the first week of I don't know, do you call training camp, summer practice, August practice, gearing up for the opener? on august 30th actually the day i was there peter was out with a very minor knee injury he was running he just wasn't in uniform he should be okay come the regular season future gophers wide receiver peter Udoibach. i've got some other gophers football related items but let's shift gears alex kirloff just got done with his game here on this friday night plus i had a free second multitasking, doing some TV work for Channel 5, and trying to finish off this podcast. So this works out well. So we will pivot here from Udoibach to Alex Kirillov, one of the Twins' top prospects. Then I will empty out my notebook, some notes on the Gophers, Twins, and a few other things, including the Wild, actually. But let's get to Alex right now. Alex, it's great to catch up. I've been looking at numbers. I mean, for the most part, you lead all of minor league oh. baseball in hits, doubles, you're among the leaders in extra base hits. You're top ten in RBIs. You're an on base machine. You're a slugging machine. You're also one of the youngest players in the Florida State League. How the heck are you doing all of this?
2: Um, I mean, the biggest thing right now is I'm just trying to have fun. Um, you know, my, my foremost goal going in this year was to get um, through a full, healthy season again, and um, you know I'm happy to do that so far. And, um, you know, I'm happy with the results so far as well. So now we're just focused on, you know, finishing the season strong and, um, you know, making the playoffs run, hopefully.
0: On an individual level, though, I mean, do you recalibrate your goals? I mean, you're going to get through this year completely healthy. I mean, the numbers that you're putting up, I mean, do you have loftier individual goals? I mean, do you have a goal of of finishing, you know, among you know, the league leaders, you know, not only league, but, I mean, all of minor league baseball In you know, whether it is doubles, hits, batting average, what have you?
2: Uh, yeah, no, for me, um, you know, I'm not really big into the uh, statistical categories. You know, I'm a big um, believer in, um, you know, making each game count, you know, every game, every pitch, every bat, every inning, um, you know, and focusing and, and making that day and that game Um you know, in playing as best as you can through that day. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, wherever that that takes me, you know, I'm usually pretty satisfied um, with knowing that I gave it my all that day. And, you know, if not, you know, I'm just working on making those adjustments to, um, you know, get the better results. So that's really what I'm focused on each day. I'm not huge into uh, statistics, so I'm just trying to, uh, you know, finish this season out strong.
0: Well, take us through the process. I mean, take us through your development. I mean, heck, I mean, it was what, two years ago, just over two years ago, the Twins drafted you. I mean, to have all the success you're having, I mean, what has worked so well for you? And you missed all of last year. We'll get to that in a second. I mean, you missed an entire season, you know, so you had that run with with E-Town for 50-something games after you signed with the Twins two years ago. You miss all of last year. And now you're putting up these big-time numbers this year. Take us through the process, the development, from the time the Twins drafted you until now.
2: Yeah, for me, I think it's just the big thing I learned this year. Is, um, you know, just having fun, enjoying every day playing. Um, you know, it's special to be healthy and be blessed with the talent that God has given me to you know, go out there every day and play well. But, you know, what, what makes me the, the happiest is um, – you know, just enjoying my teammates, enjoying the relationships built throughout the course of the season, and, you know, just making impacts on people and just, you know, loving on others and, and enjoying people around me. That's what it's all about. And You know, win or lose, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're still playing baseball, we're having fun. Um, you know, so, so I think at the beginning of the year when, um, you know, I was getting going again, I missed a full year, um, I was kind of missing that. And, you know, once I found that again, um you know, I don't think it was coincidentally that I started playing better, so um that's kind of the adjustment I made early, and I just kind of carry that throughout the whole year and um you know it's it's been a lot of fun since then.
0: do you think much about the age difference? I mean, are you the second youngest player in the Florida State League, and Royce Lewis is the
2: youngest i I have no idea i've um you know no one's really told us that, so um I can't really answer that question.
0: But, I mean, you have to be right up there. I mean, let's say you're the third youngest or fourth youngest. I mean, you are competing most nights against players that are two, three years older than you. Do you think about that much?
2: No, not at all. Uh, You know, if anything, I've done that my whole life. I've played up my whole life against, um, you know, older players, so it doesn't bother me at all.
0: What was it like rehabbing from Tommy John's surgery last year?
2: You know, it was uh, a long process. Um, You know, it's, never the news that uh, you want to get, you know, hearing that you are going to miss the whole season, but, um, you know, for me, I kind of just took it, you know, as a blessing in disguise. Uh, I think I got better from it and and used it to my advantage and, um, you know, worked hard to get back and got stronger, you know, and everything. So, um, yeah, I think I did a pretty good job and, you know, made the most of it.
0: How important is the support system that you have in place? I mean, specifically, you are married. I mean, so you have you have that, that person that you can lean on, that rock that is in your corner, you know, minute after minute. I know your dad's at a lot of games, so you've got, you've got your parents and, and others that you can lean on, but the fact that you're married, how important was it having your wife through that rehab process?
2: Yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, I really can't say enough how, um, you know, blessed I was to have her there for me, um, you know, throughout that whole process, um, along with my parents, you know, and, and the rest of my family as well. Um, you know, I definitely can never hurt having, you know, other people in your corner who are, um, you know, there for you to talk to, there for advice, and, you know, there for all the support that you need. So, um, you know, definitely a blessing to have them, for sure.
0: How did tonight's game go? We're talking to Alex Karloff here on, on Friday night, the 24th of August. How did tonight's game go? I did see you guys won.
2: Yeah, we won um went pretty well, it was a it was a close one, I think it was a three two win and um you know just played well tonight, hopefully we can do it again tomorrow.
0: How about on an individual level? Did you did you perform okay?
2: Yeah, I did fine. You know, I, I uh I felt like I put together a good at bats, you know, hit some balls hard, and um you know, I was it was pretty satisfied with it, you know, hopefully just do it again tomorrow.
0: Any sense, Alex, if, if you're headed to the Arizona
2: Fall League? Uh, no, uh, I don't believe I am. I think uh, I'm just gonna have a be able to have a full off season um, this year. Um, you know, given that I haven't had one yet, so I think that's the plan.
0: And what does a full off season entail? I mean, obviously it entails some rest, but but obviously you'll be hard at work at times too. I imagine.
2: Yeah, just you know, being able to recharge myself after the season, and then you know, get back to training once again uh, whenever that gears up.
0: Do you mirror your swing after anyone? Am I correct when, when the twins drafted you, were there some Christian comparisons Yelich? Uh, or is there anybody else in the majors that, that you mirror your swing after?
2: Um, not not exactly. I've heard a lot of um Christian Yelich uh comps when I was in high school going through the draft process. Um you know, but uh I don't I don't really mirror uh anyone. I like watching different players and grabbing, you know, bits and pieces from guys' games and kind of making it on my own um you know I've heard, you know kind of a similar setup with uh Joey Votto as well so um yeah I don't really mirror anyone though
0: do you take pride in being able to hit it gap to gap that that you can go opposite field when need be
2: oh yeah yeah it's something I work on all the time and you know I try to pride myself in being as well of a rounded hitter as I can be so um you yeah, know that's a big part of it
0: how has your defense progressed this year I think it, it's uh
2: progressed a lot. Um you know, I'm always going to keep working to get better, but uh, I think from the beginning of the year till now it's come a long way and you know, I'm just going to continue to work on it.
0: Playing outfield just about every night? Oh, uh, yes. Specifically where right or left?
2: Right field, yeah.
0: And I mean you're getting comfortable. I mean that's a position that that you're plenty comfortable at?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very comfortable now. Um, you know, and for the most part, all all the outfield positions. So, um, you know, wherever they need me.
0: What's it like playing with Royce Lewis? It's
2: a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're roommates we and stuff on the road, and you know, we, we get along pretty well. And he's just—he's an awesome teammate to be around. Um, he's a high-energy guy. He's you know, very—you know—supportive of everyone, and you know, obviously, he brings a lot to the table. So, uh, he's awesome.
0: Do you like when he says? I got the video from our Fort Myers TV affiliate there, the ABC and NBC affiliate. So you did an interview with with our affiliate down there in the last week, week and a half. And Royce, in the interview, you were standing right there, made the comparison that it would be cool. You look at the Royals a couple of years ago, you know, with Hosmer, Moustakis, Kane, some of those guys coming up together. You know, then the Cubs with, you know, Brian and Rizzo and Baez, a lot of the guys with the Cubs and all the success the Cubs have had coming up together. Do you like when Royce makes that comparison that, you know, you and him coming up together maybe can have that sort of impact on the, on the big league club one day, just like, you know, those guys with the Cubs and Royals?
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome to think about and, um, you know, definitely a pretty cool comparison. Um, you know, obviously we would, we would love that, you know, in a perfect scenario for that to happen and make the impact, um, like those guys did in Minnesota, but, um, you know, really, the only thing that we can control is you know working our tails off and you know coming ready to the field to play every day and you know just playing hard um, to get to that level and you know let the rest take care of itself. So we're excited for it, though.
0: Twins' top prospect. He was their 2016 first-round pick out of the Pittsburgh area, out of high school. Alex Kirilov, pretty darn amazing when you consider that he played 55 professional games for Etown. Now he kicked butt. He played those 55 games after signing in 2016. They missed all of last year after Tommy John surgery. So he misses an entire season at his young age. He rebounds like nobody would have expected. He is unbelievable. Hopefully opens next year at Double-A, but maybe he opens up at Fort Myers, eventually gets to Double-A. He is on a path to join the Twins, maybe as soon as late next year if all goes well, maybe more realistically 2020, but certainly a name to know, Alex Kirilov, Twins minor league right fielder. He also dropped a little bit of news there. I thought there might be a chance that the Twins would have him play in the Arizona Fall League, but it sounds like, according to him, that will not be happening. I'll get to a few other Twins notes in a second. Let me tell you about Skyline Specs, SkylineSpecs.com. Skyline Specs is an urban lifestyle brand that connects people to the Twin Cities community. They're a local student startup that does this by engraving major city skylines, such as Minneapolis and St. Paul, on the sides of their premium wooden sunglasses. They offer a variety of polarized styles you'll be sure to love. Use the promo code MN, MN for Minnesota, MN for 15% off. The website, again, is SkylineSpecs.com. All right, some Twins notes piggybacking off the Kiriloff interview. Let me look at my notes here. We had Thad Levine on this podcast, the Scoop podcast, earlier this week, episode 168. He said next week, Brad Style, who leads their pro personnel scouting department, he's bringing in a handful of scouts. They will divvy out assignments for these scouts to watch pending free agents, so free agents that the Twins may go after in the winter they will all convene at Target Field next week for free agent meetings, personnel meetings, pro scouting meetings, and divvy up assignments for the month of September. So the likes of Mike Radcliffe and others will be out watching potential Twins targets this winter. Also on Scoop Podcast episode 168, I caught up with Stephen Gonsalves' mom and dad They were at the ballpark on Monday for Stephen's Major League debut. Stephen will make his second start for the Twins tomorrow, Saturday, the 25th, against Oakland. And also, Thad Levine chimed in a bunch on Gonsalves and looked ahead to his start against the A's. Derek Falvey was on with Judd Zolgad on 1500 ESPN earlier on Friday. He said on the Joe Maurer front that they'll get clarity soon after the season, sometime in October. Derek really didn't hint one way or another. Earlier in the season, the belief was that Joe absolutely wants to play at least one more year. But I can tell you, more recently, people close to Maurer, and certainly Joe isn't going to say anything himself, but people close to Maurer have gone pretty silent. But based on his success, I mean, he's had a good year when he's been healthy. He's still an on-base machine. We know the power isn't there, but he's still a hitting machine. He still plays gold glove defense. You know, unless... For personal reasons, his wife is pregnant with child number three. Unless for personal reasons he wants to walk away, or who knows, maybe the concussion symptoms have come back, anything goofy like that. I haven't heard that, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there as a hypothetical. But otherwise, it just it wouldn't make sense for him to walk away because he can still perform at a high level. And if Joe wants to play another year, do not even begin with, oh, hey, what about to New York for the Yankees or somewhere else? If Joe Mauer plays another season or two or who knows longer, it will be in a Twins uniform. Also on that Falvey conversation with Judd Zolgad, he said that Miguel Sano will spend a good amount of time this winter in Fort Myers. Certainly can't spend the entire winter. Heck, the collective bargaining agreement doesn't allow the Twins to dictate anything on the Miguel Sano front. If he wants to spend the entire winter in the Dominican Republic, close to his family, he could do that. But Falvey said with his communication with Sano's camp, that he knows that Miguel will spend a healthy amount of time this winter on conditioning and other things in Fort Myers. One other Twins note, it's unfortunate with the Irvin Santana injury, if he had pitched like he did, let's say last year, the Brewers were absolutely interested. We saw the news this week, the Brewers putting in a claim in on Matt Harvey of the Reds. The Brewers are still on the lookout for a starting pitcher. Irvin Santana was absolutely on the Brewers' radar, but his injury throws that possibility out the window. Irvin Santana isn't going anywhere. In fact, Irvin Santana may not even pitch again this year. We have to wonder if Irvin Santana has thrown his final pitch in a Twins uniform. We know he won't be back next year. That option that the twins will not certainly exercise at thirteen or fourteen million dollars a year i don 't have the exact number in front of me, but we know this much urban santana isn 't coming back at that number in two thousand and nineteen all right let 's get to some Vikings notes. All Chad Beebe does is star heck he, after his performance on Friday against Seattle, is locking up minimum a practice squad spot. You have to wonder though if the Vikings would even consider him for the 53-man roster. Kendall Wright was a no-show. I said on the Andy Carlson podcast, I'm a regular guest on Andy's podcast, which is also available here on the Podcast One network, readily available, 1500ESPN.com. I'm a regular guest on Andy's podcast going back over the last year or so. I joined him once a week. A couple weeks ago, he said, hey, give me the name of a surprise cut. I said, keep an eye on Kendall Wright, because he doesn't have special teams flexibility. I can tell you, Kendall Wright is very much up in the air to make the Vikings' 53-man roster. Put it this way, he is far from a lock. If you're one of those fans that does the roster breakdown, will they go 26 defenders, 24 on offense, plus the three specialists? Will they go 25 and 25, plus the three specialists? I'm just telling you, if you do that, do not write in ink, Kendall Wright. If you want to write in pencil and you can erase it, fine, so be it. There's still a chance he could impress them. But I'm just telling you, as I sit here on the night of August 24th, Kendall Wright is far from any sort of lock to make the Vikings 53-man roster. The Vikings still are not close on an Anthony Barr contract extension on Pat Elfline. I said on the Andy Carlson podcast two weeks ago that Pat could be back as soon as this Monday, which was four days ago, that he was making progress. Injuries are tricky. Let me remind you, injuries are tricky. And, you know, that day, I mean, I got the intel. Trust me, I didn't make it up. I got it from somebody close to Pat that led me to believe that, yeah, he could be back as soon as Monday, that he's been sore free for a little bit here. But the shoulder is still offering some level of soreness now a couple days later. Things are up in the air. We know that Pat Elfline won't play this preseason. Is it possible he's back by September 9th? Remains to be seen, just again, because injuries can be tricky but hey the other possibility is the Vikings have to weigh and they also like Cornelius Edison by the way they really like the play of Edison they have to weigh hey is the 53 man roster spot valuable enough where Pat needs more time that we start Pat on the pup list to start the regular season if he does start on the pup list to start the regular season he would miss a minimum of six games so those are some of the things the Vikings are weighing internally on Gophers football, let me remind you on Scoop Podcast episode 168, we had Dr. Grant Norland on. He is from the Quarterback Institute in the West Metro. He has worked with Gophers starting quarterback Zach Anakstead going back six years. So Zach is off limits to the media until he plays in a game. Anakstead's parents don't want to do any interviews right now. So trying to find people who know the Gophers new starting quarterback. And Grant is one of those individuals, having worked with Zach, going back to when Zach was in the 8th grade. So if you're interested in learning about the new Gopher starting quarterback, be sure to find Scoop Podcast episode 168. I continue to hear a lot of good things about Blake Cashman. Good story there. Former walk-on, now on scholarship from Eden Prairie High School. He is positioning himself, especially with his special teams flexibility, to have a chance to make money playing football, maybe even in the NFL. When we talk about the Gophers' top NFL draft prospects, Rodney Smith, Jared Weiler at center, also Donnell Green at left tackle. Also, I'm telling you, you can add Blake Cashman. You know, he may not get drafted, but he's one of those guys that'll go to some teams' rookie minicamp, and he will have a chance to impress. Ray Buford, remember him, former Gophers defensive back? He plays for New Mexico State. Oddly, New Mexico State, well, they wanted the ESPN 2 slot, but what a weird week it'll be for them because they open up on Saturday night against Wyoming late Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Then, short week, they have to hop on an airplane Wednesday early afternoon to come to the Twin Cities to play the Gophers on Thursday. But anyway, Ray Buford Jr. is on the New Mexico State team. I texted with his dad on Friday, and I said, hey, is Ray a starter? He said Ray is still fighting for playing time. So that may play itself out here in that Wyoming game. Then it remains to be seen if Buford gets some run against his former team, the Gophers. Thursday at TCF Bank Stadium. I continue to hear that many tickets are available. If you're thinking about going to the Gophers opener against New Mexico State on Thursday night, what is it, a 6 o'clock kickoff, you can get tickets. I can promise you that. If you're interested, tickets are readily available. We'll wrap up with a couple basketball notes and wild notes on the Gophers basketball front, men's basketball front. Players are back on campus next week. So Isaiah Washington went home to New York. Jordan Murphy went home to San Antonio, go up and down the list. Guys will be back on campus next week. The Gophers will be hosting four recruits over the next four weekends. The name locally to know is David Roddy of Breck High School. By the way, on David, he'll also visit Northwestern here. In the very near future. And I hear from somebody close to David that an ACC school is showing a lot of interest. That he may be getting an offer from an ACC school. I was told the Gophers have a crack that they took too long to make the offer. But it's not like he has dismissed the idea of playing for the Gophers. So they certainly are in the mix for David Roddy, the forward from Breck. On the wild, Chris Long, my colleague, was over... In the West Metro, at a workout the other day, it was an endless list of NHL players. Ryan McDonough, Brady Shea, who else was there? Brock Besser, so many guys. Anyway, he caught up with Devin Dubnik of the Wild and Eric Stahl of the Wild, Vinny Letary, Kyle Rau, Nick Buxted. I mean, there were just so many guys there. Anyway, Devin Dubnik said, for what it's worth, he's feeling great, had a great summer. He's ready to rock and roll for training camp same goes for Eric Stahl. On the Ryan Suter injury front, I texted with Ryan the other day. May try to connect with him next week if we can match up schedules anyway. He's back in town next week to continue his rehab, but he feels like he is doing fantastic. Remember that serious injury at the end of the regular season. Also, the new practice facility, the Wild were able to get in there for a cup of coffee last regular season, in and out. Did a lot of their practicing, though, at the X, but they had a few practices at their new practice facility. But every bell and whistle now is in place. It is state-of-the-art in downtown St. Paul, so I know the Wild players will be jacked up to be in that new practice facility full-time. All right, that does it for Scoop Podcast episode 169. I'll be back at some point next week, I hope, although my schedule... Is a little bit all over the place. I'm hoping to connect with a few people, though, luminaries, at the state fair early in the week. I also am taping a conversation with Kirk Cousins' mental coach, one of his mental coaches. I figure it's a different angle on Cousins that really hasn't been told. So I should post that soon thereafter. I believe I'm recording that interview. On Monday night. So, minimum Monday or Tuesday, late Monday, or Tuesday the 27th or 28th, we should have Scoop Podcast episode 170 posted. In the meantime, though, I hope you enjoyed Scoop Podcast episode 169. Thank you to Vivid Seats, vividseats.com, and to Skyline Specs, skyline specs.com. Those great people keep the podcast going. Have a great weekend. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever.